how is everyone today? Good, good, good. So our story today is from the fourth chapter of John. Doesn't mean anything to you, right? And we have, up until this point, we've been following Jesus in his ministry. He started out up in Galilee, which is where he's from, right? And he went to a wedding and he turned water into wine, which was his first miracle. And everyone's like, whoa, who is this guy, right? And he's just sort of dipping his water, his toe in the water of his ministry. And then he and his guys, his crew, went down to um, Jerusalem. And if you look at a map of Israel, Jesus is from Galilee, which is up in the northern part of the country. And he went down to Jerusalem, which is in the southern part of the country. And he went to to celebrate Passover in the temple of, of Jerusalem, which was a really important place in the Jewish tradition. So they're hanging around in Jerusalem for a few days, and it's time to go back home. And so the most direct way to get from Jerusalem back to Galilee is to go straight north, right? There was only one problem with that. You had to go through an area called Samaria, all right? And the problem with going through Samaria, and you may remember this, the Jewish people, Jesus' people, and the Samaritan people were enemies, They didn't like each other. For generations and generations, they hadn't gotten along. And there were a lot of things that happened to create that problem, and probably most of them seem a little bit silly to us, and probably a lot of people didn't even remember why, but they were enemies. Um, And so normally when somebody was going from the south to the north, the north to the south, they would go all the way around Samaria to avoid going through Samaria because it didn't feel safe to them. And it probably wasn't very safe, right? If you were a Jewish person going through Samaria, you might get robbed or beaten. And that might happen if you were a Samaritan person in Galilee or in Judea. But Jesus wasn't afraid, right? Jesus wasn't afraid. So Jesus and his guys went straight north into this town called, this area called Samaria. And they stopped in this little town and it was the middle of the day, and it was super, super hot. And they'd been walking a long way. It's very hot and dry and dusty in, in, in Israel, in the place where Jesus lived. And so they stop, and Jesus says, I'm really tired, you guys. I just want to sit down and rest. You all go into town and get some food and bring it back here, and we'll meet back here in a little bit. So the disciples and all the people following Jesus went into town to get food, and Jesus sat down. And there was a well near where he was sitting. And a woman came along to get water from the well. And there were a, couple, a few things that he knew about the woman right off the bat, right? Number one was, it was a woman, right? Okay. Right? Number two is, she was a Samaritan woman. And the third one is that she would have been considered, there was some reason that she had been cast out of her community. And the reason we know that is because a woman wouldn't have gone alone to the well in the middle of the day like that. The women went together as a group in the morning and in the evening when it was cooler. It was very, very hot in the middle of the day. So that was a clue to Jesus that this woman was not um, a respected member of her community. And any one of those three reasons, being a woman, a Samaritan, or an outcast, would have kept somebody from actually speaking to her. But Jesus didn't care, did he? No, so Jesus spoke to her anyway, and he said, give me a drink as she's getting water from the well. 
And the woman's a little bit taken back by this. She says, why are you even talking to me? And Jesus says, if you knew God and you knew who was talking to you, you would ask me for living water. She's like, what? What are you talking about? She's a little skeptical. She's like, you don't have a bucket? It's a really deep well. How are you going to get well water out of that well for me? So she's confused. And he says to her, if you drink out of that well, you're just going to get thirsty again. Right? You're going to need more water. But if you drink the living water that I'm offering you, you will never be thirsty again. Never be thirsty again. And the woman's thinking, that sounds amazing. I'll have to lug this whole jug over here once a day in the middle of the hot sun to get water. Yeah, I want some of that water. Quick question. Not so easy question. Do you think the water that Jesus was talking about was real water? What do you think it was? Wine. Because he's good at turning water into wine, yeah. What else, would it, what else could that water represent, do you think? Ocean. Life. Yeah, life. Liquid luck. Yeah, yeah. What? Kindness. And where, what does, where does kindness come from? When we talk about kindness and love and all of those wonderful things, what do we think about here? Our hearts, our hearts and our souls, absolutely. And God, think about God, right? So I think Jesus was talking about this living water as really the water that comes from God. And water is really important, right? Like you say, it is, it is life. It is life. Did you know that in your little body, your, your smaller bodies, 65% of your body is made up of water? Doesn't that seem crazy? 65 as a kid. As you get older, there's a little less water in there. But what were you saying, Caden? You drink yourself. You can live longer without food than you can without water. Water is essential to life. It's absolutely essential to life, right? And in the Middle East, it was very dry, very desert area. And so water was precious. And when it rained and the water came, people always thought this was a gift from God, right? And so this living water, when Jesus talks about living water, people would think of like cool spring water, right? This precious, cool spring water. So the woman, she's all in at this point. I want this water. This sounds fabulous. I want this water. And then Jesus says to her, okay, go tell your husband and then come back, which was a trick, I think. Jesus was being a little tricky because he knew she didn't have a husband. And she said that. I don't have a husband. And Jesus said to her, I know that, (laughs) right? I knew that. But you've had a lot of husbands, right? You've had a lot of husbands, and they're not married now. And she's sort of like, how do you know so much about me? Who are you? And then it suddenly hits her. She's like, oh, you're a prophet, you're a prophet. But then she reminds him, she says, my people, the Samaritan people, my ancestors worship over in a mountaintop. And your people 
worship in Jerusalem. So really, we aren't the same. And you can't be a prophet to me. Right? And Jesus says, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. It doesn't matter where you worship. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you believe or who you are or who you've loved or haven't loved or any of those things. None of those things matter at all because God is for all of us. And God is about the spirit and the truth. God doesn't care about any of those things. And you are, the living water is as much for you as it is for you, as it is for you and all of you, right? The living water is available to all of us. And the Samaritan woman looks at him and says, you know, the Messiah is coming. And when he comes, he's going to explain all of this to us. And it's going to make sense to us. And Jesus does this amazing thing, right? And this is amazing because he's talking to this woman, a Samaritan woman who has been cast out of her community, and she has no power, no influence, probably no friends. She's alone in the world. She lives in this sort of shame and, and sense of not being a part of her community. And Jesus says to her, this woman, you know what he says? Really simple. I am he. I am he. He means I am the Messiah. And do you know why that's significant? She was the first person he ever told that to. And he chose her, the least of us. He picked her to share that information with. That's kind of cool, isn't it? And the woman was so moved by this And then all of a sudden, before they could talk about it, the um, disciples came back from town with all the food, and so she left. And she decided to go back into the village. And I always think about this woman normally going through town sort of in a sense of shame and not belonging, maybe her head down and a, a, a shawl around her head and not looking people in the eye because she's afraid they'll reject her or, or be mean to her. But she walks into town and she's full of this energy and this excitement and this power because she has felt that she is worthy, that Jesus has blessed her and she is worthy. And she goes into town and she tells everyone who will listen to her about this man that she met, that he's the Messiah. And you know what? They believe her. They hear her testimony and they believe her and they all go and they follow her back out to where Jesus is and they start to listen to him. And they're all convinced, they believe that they have met the Messiah. And it's a very powerful moment. And what I love about this story is because it is this woman who had no power. She was nobody, right? And Jesus chose her. And not only did he choose her to tell his story to, but he offered her the living water. So that the message in my mind that I'd for you to hear is that living water, that love of God is available no matter where you're from or what you believe or, 
or where you worship or the color of your skin or who you love or who you, any of those things that we think about, none of that matters. God's love is available to all of us. God loves every single one of us without question, full stop. Got it? All right. All right. <laughs> That's it.